joining us. I'm Charlotte Wood and I'm podcasting from the Bondec Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today we're talking about affirmations. So a little bit of backstory. We're cautious with language. As adults working in a Montessori school, we're very cautious with what words we use, how many words we use, the tone of voice we use, how loud or how quiet we are, when we speak and when we don't. We're hyper aware of our language, or at least we really try to be. We try not to say let's, unless it's something we're actually going to do with a child. Let's tuck in your chair means I'm going to go with you. We fall into these habits as humans of phrases that we use without thinking too much about them. And sometimes we say we or let's when we actually mean to a child you or you should do X, Y, and Z, not we are going to do this together. So we try to use words that reflect positive phrasing, and that's a Montessori phrase. It means that we use true and brief statements and our emotions always match our words. So we don't say things sarcastically, we don't say things casually or offhanded in a way that adults might understand, but for children, especially very young children, everything we say is honest and true. Everything we say is, thank you, I needed to know that. So if I say to a child, let's go to the bathroom and make sure you have your pants on with the tag in the back, they might wait for me because they're expecting we're going to do this together. Instead, I need to be careful of which language I choose to use with a child. You can go back to the bathroom and make sure your pants are on the right way. Or do your shoes feel like they're on the right feet? Perhaps you'd like to change them. But whenever I give a child a choice, would you like to? Can you? Would you be willing to? The child really does have a choice. Whereas if I were to ask an adult that, the understood agreement is why of course, unless it's a huge inconvenient. The the question is to be graceful and the expectation is that we're doing something for one another and we're more willing to do that but if I ask a child that question they take me at my word and so if I ask can you go find a work and they say no oh all right well then something needs to change on my part that's not well the child didn't understand I was just being polite no we're always being polite and we have to be very careful with our words because when the child misunderstands us it's not their fault It's my fault. So we work really, really hard at this, not just those of us at school who have gone through training, but everybody who interacts with children in any capacity. What words do we use? What tone do we use? What volume do we use? What emotions are behind those words? And we're very careful with that. And we're human. We make mistakes. We reflect on that and see what we can improve for next time. We encourage questions. We're always looking for ways to improve. And when we get into a habit, when something becomes a phrase that tumbles out or a behavior becomes a go-to, questions are a way 
for us to self-reflect, for us to say, why do I say things that way? Why do I use this language instead of that language? Why has this phrase become a go-to? Or to reflect, whenever I use that phrase, I never get the outcome I was expecting. Perhaps that requires a little bit of reflection on my part and a little bit of correction on my part to be more effective in communicating with children or with my colleagues or the classroom teacher to the classroom assistant or anyone working with and around children. We heard the question recently, what's the difference between congratulations and good job? One of these is a phrase that we use frequently. A child has, I zipped up my coat and we say, congratulations. They're delighted and we're delighted with them. But if we were to say, I zipped up my coat and our response was, good job. Suddenly that's, I would never say that. But why? What makes the difference between congratulations and good job? They seem to be equal. And so when we heard this question, it was a cue. Why do I use that? Why does congratulations fall out and good job feels so foreign? I never use good job with a child. And, but why not? They seem equal to us. So we did a little bit of reflection and a little bit of a thought experiment conversation around why we use congratulations and why we don't use good job. We do use affirmations in the classroom. We are relationship building with the children when we affirm what they are doing. We're not just talking about a child's behavior when they forget to tuck in their chair. We're always talking with children. It's not only relationship building, it also helps to affirm their experience in the classroom. It also helps a child to understand what's happening, and it helps to grow vocabulary. It's a good model of language, so they're learning grammar and syntax and sentence construction. There's so much that's going on. So we don't limit our language in the classroom, even though we sometimes might limit our words. There are about 10 blog posts and podcasts that we could record and write about language. So today we're going to talk specifically about affirmations. Why do I choose to say congratulations and why do I never say good job? Well, so we, let's think about the opportunities when we would say congratulations to an adult. You had a baby. Congratulations. Somebody got married. Congratulations. Somebody got a new job or is going to move somewhere. Or something wonderful happens for somebody else. We say congratulations. When do we say good job? If I'm working with somebody, if I'm working with a colleague, and we're both working on a project, or they're working on their project and I'm working on my project, it's a little weird to say, good job. Who are you to say, good job? I, I didn't ask for an affirmation from you. We're peers, we're equals. Good job, there's a little bit of good job that has perhaps a bit of hierarchy, perhaps a bit of an emotional piece, where it would be appropriate for a supervisor to say to me, good job, nice job on that presentation, or good job handling that situation. There's a little bit of perhaps power, or it's a different relationship than the neutral peer-to-peer, -peer, or the relationship that we use in the classroom with children. 
In the classroom, a child is doing work for their own sake. A child is engaging in work with the material because it meets their development, or because this is the collective agreement we have made, or because they want to work to master this skill. There are many reasons, but we work really hard to ensure they're not painting or zipping their coat or tucking their chair or doing 10 division equations in a row for my sake. They are not doing that work for me, which is also why we don't say to a child, can you go find your work for me? Can you tuck in your chair for me? Can you roll up your nap mat for me? They're not doing it for me. If it's a favor to me, would you be willing to go get a tissue for me? Your classmate seems to be having a hard moment and I can't get up right now with them on my lap. Could you do that for me? That is for me. In which case we say, thank you. I appreciate that. There is that space for them to go make a different choice. They have the option to say no and that's fine. But what the work a child is doing, the developmental needs that they're meeting, are for them. And when we say, good job, it flattens the joy that they are experiencing in that moment. They are so delighted. I did it myself. Or I rolled all the rugs. Or I made that shelf so beautiful and they're so proud of themselves they're so proud of their achievement of the new skill they've mastered at how surprised and delighted they are that they did something they didn't imagine and when we say good job it takes away from the intrinsic value that they are experiencing sometimes they want to share that joy with us And that's fine. That's when we can say, congratulations, or you look so proud of yourself. Do you want to show me? Sometimes we want to show off what we did, but we want to show off because we're social creatures. We want to share in our enthusiasm and in our joy. And sometimes we're just flat out proud of ourselves and we want to share that experience. But I didn't do it for you. So to say good job takes away from this moment that I have achieved for myself. It's a subtle difference, but it's an important one. And it's one that we've kind of fallen into, but this question of what's the difference between congratulations and good job really highlighted it for us. Think about those occasions. Somebody has a baby and you say, good job? You had nothing to do with it. It is their joyful moment. And so we say, congratulations, or you look so happy. I'm so happy for you. I'm delighted for you. Thank you for sharing this good news. And all of those are phrases that we can use with a young child in the classroom that don't take away from the inherent joy that comes with an achievement. So a few affirmations that we use in the classroom are those. Congratulations. You look so proud of yourself. Do you want to do it again or are you finished? That sounds wonderful. You sound really delighted. Thank you for sharing that. What are you going to do now? 
You look really satisfied. There are lots of things that we can say that are supportive to a child's development and supportive of continuing for work for your own self that don't result in a child needing to ask, did I do a good job? Because we also want a child to continue to be working for their own satisfaction, for their own development, and not to be worrying about whether or not I think they did a good job, whether or not the result that you expected was achieved. You're always doing a good job if you're trying your best. And you don't need anybody outside of yourself to tell you that. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bondec. And email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at Until next time.